What do you get when you mix Nazi punks, cartridges, and duct tape? You get a fucked up reason to watch movies after work. Hi, I'm Alex Duez. <laughs> I'm Thomas Green. And this is Movies After Work. Um, today we're going to be talking about Green Room. I want I want Nazis to listen to Easy Metal. Or like Easy <laughs> Listening. Like, I want smooth jazz Nazis. They Can need, we get that? Yeah, they need something to, something to chill them out. I mean, really, I don't want Nazis at all. But if I yeah. have to have Nazis, and in this day and age it seems like I'm not really being given a choice. I would rather go with smooth jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a room full of Nazis getting told to fuck off is, is you know, by uh, by hardcore punk kids is, you know, not a bad way to go to. No, um, I guess not. But we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll delve really, you know, further into the, into this film later. Um, first, we've got to talk about some trailers. Well, actually, first, I feel like we should disclaimer. Uh, if you hear random weird noises, that's my asshole cat. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, will be a slight improvement over hearing my daughter having lost her pacifier and not fully woken up yet. You say as your heater kicks on in the yes, background. <laughs> and that. But it's all good. Um yeah, no, he had the opportunity to to get out while he while he could. But oh, he knew that this is where he shouldn't be, so it's all he wanted. He's cool. He's curling up in that suitcase down there. Oh, um, yeah. For now. <laughs> so, we have a couple trailers to talk about. Um, first one that I want to uh, get out of the way, and I do feel like I'm getting out of the way, is Uncut Gems, the trailer that the film Twitter won't shut the fuck up about. But I will say, I watched it, I enjoyed it. I, it looks fine. It's got Eric fucking Bogosian, who I love. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've never had a chance before to watch Talk Radio, which is the film that he wrote based off of the Broadway play that he wrote, mm -hmm. um, and he stars in it as well, Tim, John C. McGinley, Alec Baldwin, I believe, uh, fan-fucking-tastic movie. Yeah. Um, really really worth like he, he just in general his manic energy that he brings to everything is so fucking good yeah that he alone has a ticket sold in me yeah um i don't mean to sound like a complete cynic because obviously there's a reason this trailer is getting praise this it, it doesn't, also that's my job it doesn't need to be said that this looks like the best adam sandler performance in decades at this point it's it's kind of a given. Mm -hmm. um, people, some people like funny games. Judd Apatow doesn't have an editor who can save his funny movies. People. From, funny people, thank you. Two very. I know. Different I was. I'm. I'm on very my, different movies. I'm on my way to mentioning funny games later in this episode, so you'll. Uh, okay, um, so it's all going to circle back. But yeah, funny people. I I get why his performance is good in that. I don't think it's great, um, but Judd Apatow. He needs a he, he he can't find an editor who can save his films. They're all at least a half an hour too long. Um, well, yeah, yeah, his movies are always excessive in length. Yeah, that's just always been his way. I mean, when it's as good as Forty Year Old Virgin, you don't mind it as much. Mm -hmm. But then you get movies like honestly Knocked Up, which is just you see Knocked Up is is still in that realm of. I like it. I, I like it to a fault. I can deal with the length. Funny people, I'm just waiting for that fucking movie to, to be over. Um, but 
Uncut Gems, it looks interesting. Um, it's A24 who, you know, they put out fantastic work. They don't fuck around. They, um, yeah. They don't. I was watching Tusk recently and realizing that it, that is also a Kevin Smith film that is also an A24 film, yeah. you realize what that movie is so fucking brilliant. Like, that is, in my opinion, his best work other than the Jersey, you know, trilogy. The Jersey universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the next trailer that I'd like to talk about is The Kingsman, uh, the second trailer for The Kingsman. Um, I'm sure one of the fast-moving identical shots in that trailer was exciting and interesting. <laughs> um, it literally seems like these movies are de-evolving in their quality. It looks a hell of a lot better than uh, The Golden Circle. Well, see, Golden Circle looked good in the trailers. Mm -hmm. It just turned out to be a colossal disappointment. Yeah. This movie just looks like, oh, there's good actors in it. Yeah. Um, someone's playing Rasputin. Might be Peter Stomar. Might be someone else. <laughs> That's who we've gone with for the villain, which is quite honestly lazy. Yeah. Um... Because, I mean, the like, even the second, Kingsman, the whole thing with the villain is the villain is this person who's right. Yeah. They're wrong, but they're right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the whole crux about them that makes them interesting. Rasputin hated Russian royalty and supposedly couldn't die. <laughs> There's not much to go off there that's actually interesting. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a reason that they needed a little yippity bat with him in the Anastasia animated yeah. movie because he's boring <laughs> as a character by himself. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm gonna. It's late, so we're gonna start blanking on everyone's names. Ray Funds. No, the director. Um, oh, Matthew Vaughn? Matthew Vaughn. I like that Matthew Vaughn is like, oh yeah, there's black British people too. Um, we have at least one in, in, this, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. in this franchise now that is not Samuel L. Jackson. Um, not that he was British. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, it, this, this has me more optimistic than Golden Circle. It doesn't look anything close to original Kingsman. Um, but, I mean, Ray Fiennes is selling most of this movie for me um, even though that I I'm seeing that he's gonna he's he, you know he's gonna kind of fall away so that we could see our, our lead who to, to for me looks kind of unfamiliar I don't know if but you it, know him from I, anything else nothing rings a bell but again for the majority of the trailer the it's that whole that whole thing that he clearly thinks is his, his hook which is I'm gonna have the action moving in a clockwise motion while the camera yeah. moves in a counterclockwise motion, I'm brilliant. <laughs> it's like, no, that's... We we like the character... Like, we liked things beyond the camera work in the first Kingsman. Please give us those back. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Vaughn still gives, you know... It should be, fool me once, shame on, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me as many times as you want. Matthew Vaughn can still get me into a theater... Uh, 
every once in a while, at least with a with an interesting looking trailer. Um, I don't know that I'm going to run out to theaters to see this, but definitely this is this has me optim cautiously optimistic. Um, I just honestly, that's how bad Golden Circle burned me. Is that they announced this movie and I went okay. They announced a bunch of actors I like in it and I went fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I watched this trailer and I went. Good job, guys. <laughs> you made a movie. Yeah. There's no denying it. You can take that to the bank. Um, I should have had this transition a little earlier. Talking about directors and writers who think they're brilliant, uh, our next trailer is Knives Out, uh, made by oh. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, this trailer looks... It looks just as interesting as the first. It, I, I, I like the cast. I like a lot of the cast. Um... And I'm becoming more interested in in the story they're 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 starting to tell here. Um, I don't know that I'm still I don't know that I'm sold yet on it. Um, but I'm I feel a little bit more interested than than the last trailer. My concern at this point with the movie is that you're either going to give a as I feel like we only have the options of oh. Yeah, well, I I figured that out. Mm. Or this is so fucking convoluted. This is <laughs> the this is so convoluted because you desperately want me to not figure it out. This is stupid. Yeah, I feel like those are only two options. I don't feel like oh my god, that was brilliant. Like that was brilliant. I should have seen you know. I wouldn't. I never like. I don't feel at this point like there's a big surprise that's yeah. going to be positive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially given the fact that. It's weird for me that we're supposed to get excited for a whodunit from a guy whose last movie was literally taking somebody else's whodunit and going, nobody. <laughs> literally, this guy's whole big thing with, like, and this is not about, a, not about bashing Last Jedi, but the whole thing with Last Jedi was it was about going, eh, fuck your expectations. None of it matters. Yeah. Nothing matters. And now I'm supposed to be like, ooh, I wonder who done it. I wonder who done it. Please we, save us, Southern James Bond. <laughs> we give Ryan Johnson a, a lot of shit. I, you more so than me because yeah. I don't have a you know a stake in in whether or not last night I was good. But like they put in the trailer by you know from the writer, writer director, director of. Uh, Last Jedi and Looper and like, like I always forget Brick. that like Looper Brick and Brothers Bloom those are the two movies that you should be promoting of his well even Looper Looper is such a fucking fantastic film I love Looper and then Tom gives that face <laughs> it's a it's a it's a weirdly preachy movie I mean Put all that aside. It's it's good. It's good. I really like uh, Jeff Daniels. No, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, Jeff Daniels, really? No. That's... Yeah, go figure that out. What's the next trailer? I'll start up on the next trailer. Um, you look that up. <laughs> what is the next trailer? I think it might be the last trailer that we want to talk about. Um, oh no. So we want. There's two more that we wanted to mention. The uh, the aeronauts, which I hadn't yeah. seen this trailer until tonight. Um, looks interesting. 
It looks uh, looks like another Eddie Redmayne vehicle where he can be um, well, smart hey, and hey, him and Jones. Uh huh. You know, it's just as much for, like people. People liked that character from Rogue One, and she hasn't quite gotten her Oscar. So this <laughs> this should meld the two perfect. Uh-huh. Also, I'm not fucking crazy. Jeff Daniels is is in Looper. He's he the is? he's the boss. Oh, okay. Who's like I'm from the future. I can't. Learn uh, learn Japanese, or I think he says Japanese. Um, and he's like I'm I'm learning French or whatever. I can't fucking remember. Anyway, um, good movie. I yeah, good movie. I legitimately think that. The Aeronauts is going to be a movie that is constantly pretending that some big action set piece or suspense set piece is about to happen. Yeah. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of that. The ending of this trailer is them seemingly falling from, from the basket or something like that. But we see the balloon earlier in the trailer with like half the basket hanging from the end of the balloon. Yeah. So I have to assume that at the end of this that sequence, at the end of the trailer, the basket gets, becomes broken, but they're still alive. They're still hanging onto the balloon. Um, so that lets a, a little bit of the suspense, you know. Well, and I, I I honestly feel like that whole bit is going to end with, so they're you know they've trialed the storm. The basket's like half on, half off. Yeah. They're having. Whether it's romantic or not, they're having a moment together as they sit on the top of the basket that's now, you know, the side of the basket that's now the top of the basket. Yeah. And then the clouds part and they're like 10 feet from home. (laughs) (laughs) And they're almost done. Yeah. So they don't have to try to figure out the logistics (laughs) of the fuck do we do now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It looks, you know, it's it's an Amazon film, so I don't know if that means... Means um, we'll only have to wait like a month after yeah, it's released in theaters. To yeah, see it. exactly. It's it's something along the lines of like the Big Sick or uh, um, the one with Steve Carell with the beautiful boy. Beautiful boy. And there was um, another one with him, Cranston and Fishburne. Um, it's like our last flag or something. Last, like something like yeah, that. last man standing. Um, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I certainly I'll check that out whenever that comes to streaming services. Um, something that you don't have to wait long to come to streaming services, which is the last one I want to talk about. We're getting into the, to the spooky season. Um, before I go much, (laughs) a little spooky, (laughs) a little creepy. Before we go much further, I do want to say, um, you and M did an, uh, an incredible job on the last episode. Uh, M did an incredible Um, job. M from Verbal Diorama. She, she elevates the podcast. (laughs) She definitely like, she really you, there is a lot less cynicism coming from you when she is on mic. So it's, it is a, it is a, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I wasn't here to also gush about Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. I, I also just genuinely enjoyed the film. Yeah. Like I also, like I, I by no means think like, Oh, it's an amazing masterpiece of a film. Yeah. But no, there's a lot of things about that movie that like we said in the episode, when they work, they fucking work. Yeah. And uh, definitely, I want to watch it. I definitely want that to be a part of. I keep, I keep saying this, and we're gonna do it. We're we're at twenty five episodes now. When we hit fifty, we're making a list. We're making, okay. we're ranking the fifty uh, episodes from best to worst. Okay. And I 
Oh, the episodes. The, or, sorry, the, the movies. Not I was about the, to say, not the it's episodes. all going to be a tie for fuck me. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> it's literally going to be, what's your what's your number 50, Thomas? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then we'll get to number one. I'll be like, Dracula, because <laughs> M saved it. <laughs> she didn't sing, though. Which, that's all. That's what we were all waiting for. So, M, next time you're on, you're singing something. <laughs> God damn it. But, no, she definitely elevated the podcast. But I, I like that you guys did did Bram Stoker's Dracula. We're doing Green Room now, which is kind of like a horror gore uh, movie. Um, and the last trailer that I want to talk about is Wounds, which is going to be on Hulu. And Army Hammer has found a film that I'm finally interested in. This is like... <laughs> sorry to bother you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. It's a fucking fantastic film. Yeah. The Social Network. The Social Network. I couldn't give two shits. Oh, come on. That's a good one. Um, Fuck Aaron Sorkin. He he can only he can only write smarmy assholes ever since he lost his sense of humor. (laughs) Um. But no, this this trailer looks creepy as all hell. Um. Army Hammer gets a hold of a phone that has possibly some some snuff fi- films or I'm guessing demonic ritual. Or, yeah, like he watches it, a it, demonic ritual and it yeah snares his soul. Or it something. looks something like the 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 ring, you know, but on a phone or on a computer, and he's seeing bugs everywhere. Possibly there are bugs everywhere. It looks fucking Ooh. creepy. There's bugs coming out of people's armpits and out of people's heads. Um, this is definitely Dakota Johnson. <laughs> This is definitely... It was a cheap blow, it was, what do you expect from me? <laughs> Again, we need them um, to elevate the yes, podcast. Yes, exactly. We don't make jokes like that when she's here. <laughs> we, we, don't, we, don't ha- we don't make our, uh, our worst jokes when we have guests. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm interested in this. Definitely to release this in October, November. Spooky time is the right call. Um... And it's something that I definitely will watch, probably in broad daylight, um, hopefully while my kid is taking a nap. You can watch that. I'm going to giggle giggle my way through in the tall grass. Yeah, that's a trailer that we probably won't, <laughs> won't discuss. Um, but Pe- that People run around in, in a field. <laughs> They're lost. Yeah. It's near the end of the trailer. Somebody finally thinks, hey, stand on my shoulders. <laughs> Well, it's fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird that Netflix is like, "Hey, uh Stephen King, all of the properties that you probably don't want to make into a feature film to see how badly they're going to flop in the theaters, just give them to us. We'll do Gerald's Game. Yeah. We'll do In the Tall Grass. You know, give us your weirdest crazy well, shit." Well, really only only in the context, only only from the pitch of in the privacy of your own home. Can you sell people on the idea of watch a woman in a nightie chained to a bed having hallucinations? Yeah. You really can't convince people to go to a theater, but saying in the comfort of their own home with nobody bothering them or yeah. able to see that they're watching that, <laughs> yeah, people will get on that. Did you watch Gerald's game? No. Yeah. I got about halfway through it and I had to stop it. It it just couldn't hold my interest. Um Well, it's it's all not like for lack internal, of trying. it's all internal monologue being adapted into a film mm-hmm. which to me just screams a, a red flag and I just didn't hear enough about it succeeding to want to 
Yeah. The, work the, hard to see it. it. The interest for it, you know, it, it hit sort of hard, when, you know, the weekend it was released or so, but it very quickly died out. Yeah. It wasn't like a bird box where you couldn't fucking get away from it for oh, a month. Fuck that movie! <laughs> oh my god, that was so bad. So, um, segueing into, from you know, from a spooky trailer to not necessarily a spooky movie, but a, a movie with elements of, of horror This and, is a strong thriller. This is absolutely a thriller. So, what did you think of Green Room? I did not mind it. Okay. I I was that is high I praise was, coming from you. <laughs> I know, I know. I was honestly underwhelmed because of how much time we spent outside of the green room. Mm-hmm. See, I know I'm normally that guy where like you know the the props that I give to to the Hunger Games movies over the books is that they actually realize oh shit there's interesting stuff happening not near our lead. Mm-hmm. So let's get away from boring whiny bitch. Yeah. And go hang out with the interesting people. <laughs> and they do that and it elevates the story. Yeah. This I'm on the opposite side of. Mhm. For this all I could imagine the whole time was what if we never left the green room? Yeah. What if we don't see the other side of the door. So all those times when they're negotiating through the door, we don't see the people on the other side of the mm-hmm. door, and we don't know what they're up to. Yeah, you know. And they do. They what if what if we're in the what if we stay in the green room? Yeah. On uh, you know we stay in the g- green room. They go attempt to leave. They come back with one less person because they got nipped by a dog or something. Yeah. And we're just hearing about the horrific things that happened mm-hmm. and the. And our, you know, then we're living with that, their nervous, you know, their nerves and their fear and their tension about leaving the green room. We aren't getting, we aren't, we're getting that release deprived from us. Yeah. So it just builds until we finally do leave when it's just down to the two of them. Yeah. And then it's just pure fear. Well, they do, you know, they, they obviously don't. Don't go for that explicitly. We do. We do leave the green room. We meet uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's character, um, which can we say finally this is the best Patrick Stewart film that we've talked about on this podcast? Oh yeah, far and away. Yes, yes. This is his. This is his <laughs> best work in a movies after work <laughs> episode. Regardless of the, we- <laughs> regardless of the fact that he drops the N word twice, and it's. Not you know okay to hear, but you know I'm I despise the word I absolutely despise the word um, and I coworkers and I I coworkers and I have reamed into employees at yeah. my job for casual use of the word, mm-hmm. um, but even besides but, that, but <laughs> like. Even, but that's for me because that's where I am with that word. I'm, yeah, I despise no, it. I, I'm disgusted by it. Yeah, but it's one of those. It's one of those things. Unfortunately, with movies, that it hits. Yeah, and unfor the and I don't and I'm sure that if there if there was a better way, then I wish they would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, without way- without without it being just using a racial slur, it's a a different group of people. Yeah, but it. 
it's perfectly positioned both times he uses that word. Yeah. To kind of smack you off of the getting calm to him. Mm-hmm. Plain. Well, they also do that by making him a fucking Nazi, but you know. Yeah, um. but the thing is, is that unlike the others, he doesn't have the you know yeah. everyone else there he is like heavy metal. Different way. They're they're yeah they have that heavy metal posture. They got the tattoos, swastikas, all sorts of stuff like mm-hmm. that. He literally looks the way I think Patrick. He dresses the way I would imagine Patrick Stewart would dress if he's just taking his dog for a walk. Yeah, or seeing how his garden is. Yeah. Um, he is, he is unassuming in this role until shit starts to hit the fan. Mm. Um, and they do kind of do what you say with, uh, or do what you suggest with playing with keeping us in the green room, um, very effectively when the girl looks through the grate. And sees the red laces on the on the guys standing outside. And she outside. knows that that's... And she's like, they're going to kill us, they're going to yeah, kill us, hold on to the we're gun. on the team. Yeah. Um, and like, that was super fucking effective. And you mm-hmm. didn't know if... Um, is it Anton or Antoine? Anton Yeltsin? Anton Yeltsin. He, he, when he when he's, has his arm outside the door, and you think he's going to bring the the gun back in and he brings his hand nearly severed, you know, from his arm yeah. back into the, back into the green room, which they then try to affix with duct tape, which is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm just going to put this out here cause I think it's apparent to the listeners thus far. I fucking loved this movie. I fucking loved it. It was so effective. It was like, it is all of the best parts of, you're sort of, you know, it, it, there are times it hinges on the, on the edge of like torture porn. Um, definitely when the, when the girl takes the box cutter to the, to the guard. I'd say that's the spot. That I'd it, say that's the, that's, that's the, that's, that's that, that spot and that spot alone. Yeah. Because the, his arm, the, the, the partially severed arm, you don't see it happen. Mm-hmm. You just see the aftermath. Yeah. And that's. You're seeing it with the group. So mm-hmm. you're getting that sort of bond with the group because you're emotionally there with them in that moment. And that's yeah. fantastic. Um, the dogs eating people is little to nothing. It's yeah. mostly like silhouette with it's, the it's first one they the take out. Yes. Um, and then most of the rest of the deaths, like, basically it's just the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so blinking you miss it Yeah, with him that... like. I almost rewound and I was like, no, it's that, that was his face being blown off. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure I know what I just saw. I can continue with the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, let me break down, you know, the film a little bit for, for people who are unaware. Um, I can already say, go watch this movie. If you haven't already, if you're just listening to us talk about it, it's fantastic. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a traveling group, you know, punk band, um, they go to a venue uh, to be interviewed by this uh, by this guy. Set up a venue for them. Um, the venue turns out can't take them. Uh, they play a diner. They get like six bucks each. He decides to hook them up with his cousin, who you know works in this kind of shady area, which we realize is like a Nazi punk bar. Um, he he describes it as like 
alt-right or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. he, he talks about like being very specific about what kind of politics if they talk about, if any at all. Yeah. I love that they uh, cover Nazi punks, uh, fuck off. Like, oh, yeah, as, they, the, as the stunt, you know, as they go out on stage. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I just, I'm not part of the scene, so I don't, <laughs> maybe it was a brilliant idea, but it felt stupid to me. <laughs> felt real, fu- I, I gotta tell you, I, if I'm even gonna fucking stick around mm-hmm. to play my music for a bunch of Nazis, yeah. I'm probably not going to include a song telling Nazis to fuck off. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to put that one in the back. Yeah. And just, you know, if they, you know, if it get, if they request it. Yeah. If they request it, I will play it. But realistically, I'm leaving because they're fucking Nazis. <laughs> they don't deserve music. Yeah. Um, so, so after playing their set, uh, the, the guitarist, um, the, the girl in their band um, leaves her phone in the green room. Uh, Anton Yelchin goes back into the green room to, to get it off the off the charger. Fucking Broad City. And <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's the girl from Broad City. No, she's not one of the main two. That's it's the girl from Arrested Development. Oh, I swear, I thought who, that was. The... She looks like Alana. She she looks like Alana. Oh, I spent the and whole she, movie thinking it was the girl from Broad City. No, they literally have an episode in Broad City where the two of them look very similar and are in a relationship together. Oh, um, so okay. yeah, <laughs> that's why. So I went which along one of with... them that I see in that Duck Butter movie? Because I that that one owes me a refund. Whichever one. Oh, it was. I'm not sure which one that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so confused now. But they they come across a, a girl who's been stabbed in the head. And this is our inciting incident into why they can they cannot leave the green room anymore. Yes, um, they're they're all forced back into the green room. Basically, the important thing to remember is everything is Anton Yelchin's fault. <laughs> everything is yeah. his fault. Yeah, all the bad ideas are his. <laughs> all the stupid actions are his. Like it is, he is at fault for everything in this movie. He yeah. is. He is very much. Fucking everything up. <laughs> it's so. It's it's difficult because the 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 doorman who wouldn't let them you know through any any longer who has the gun on them. Yeah, I remember him from some role where he plays a very like sympathetic character or very like just big lovable guy. Yeah. I know he was from Jurassic World. He was the he was the security guard who gets taken out by the oh, Indominus yeah. Rex. Oh, um, yeah. but I feel like I remember him from something else where he's just a big teddy bear. Yeah. So even when I'm seeing him being, well, IMDb him. Uh, I already did. I, I couldn't pinpoint which one I was thinking about. Well, IMDb him but... and then hand me the phone and I'll scroll through. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I, I have a weird memory for this shit. So I can't remember birthdays. <laughs> um, you can't remember birthdays, but you can remember damn near every actor that we talk about on this show. I, I'll tell you what. People randomly mention a movie at work. I'll tell them the exact year it came out. <laughs> someone will ask me when my when like someone in my family's birthday is, and I'll stare at them like they just asked me a calculus question. <laughs> I'm pathetic like that. So, um, did you know how graphic this movie was when you were going into it? I actually, my understanding was that it was more graphic. Mm. Dude, you're fucking... Don't waste my time with Google. He was IMDb. also... He's also uh, the voice of one of the bears in the Cartoon Network show, We Bear Bears. 
So that could also be like, I associate his voice with a big lovable bear. So that could be that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I had heard that it was like um, Eli Roth level, hostile level, you know. Yeah, I thought it was going to be worse yeah. than it actually was. Like this was way tamer than I was expecting. Is is that something that turns you off to a film or turns you on to a film? or What, uh, gore? Yeah. Uh, it just depends on if it's actually got any purpose. Mm-hmm. If there's any good reason to even have it. Yeah. Um, if there's any good reason to even have it. Okay, before I even, sorry, sidetrack because I'm still focused on um, Eric Edelstein's this guy's name. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm realizing before I even see it, he is the douchebag neighbor who's always pissed off at Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. <laughs> I'm going to say that before I even see it on here, but I know that that's where else he's from. <laughs> I have no fucking state of focus tonight, guys, and I apologize about that. Oh, it's all good. Um, they know what to expect from our show. Yeah, we don't have it, we don't have M here. We're to, we're, to, to we're, class it we're, up. we're twenty five episodes in, guys. If you if you haven't figured out that my my focus is is about as good as my positive attitude, um, then yeah, you're just kind of fucked. All right, I know exactly what episode of Key and Peel that 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 is, even though it just says cop because I remember him. Um, I will I will say with this movie for for everything that was good again for me it was a good movie mm-hmm. it just leaving the leaving the green room so much diffused the tension for me personally yeah and it hurt the movie for me um yep Lawrence three episodes of Parks and Rec mm-hmm. I'm the man okay I'm good now <laughs> um no for me my for me, that was my only really, really big issue with the movie, and it's just personal aesthetic. I know that that's not everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, my other big thing was that paintball story was so fucking stupid and pointless and unnecessary. Yeah, it offers up absolutely. It's literally it's just a true story that the director knew or the writer director knew that he wanted to write into a script. <laughs> there was no point in it. Yeah. Um. I mean, do I think this is a flawless movie? Definitely not. Um, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, also, I love the manager. The manager of the place is my favorite fucking character. Mm. Oh, Like, yeah. the only guy who yeah. lives. Yeah. Like, the only survivor of the Nazis. Yeah. He is my favorite character in the whole movie. He's great. Because he's got a legitimately interesting story going on in, like... He's... It's weird, because... You legitimately have a feeling of, like, this guy is pretending to be a Nazi for no other reason than he needs this job for some reason. Yeah. And he's basically at a point where he's in too deep Yeah. to ever pretend he's not a Nazi ever again in his life. Yeah. And... He is, he is not, for clarification, the guy from Bird Box who fucks up the group. Because he looks strikingly similar. Um, the guy who, like, is actually evil and has all the drawings and shit. He does not look the same as him. <laughs> they look similar. but They no, do not. <laughs> they absolutely fucking don't. But no, he was a great, he was a great character. <laughs> fucking drunk, man. Fuck Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, and fuck Bird Box. You're also not actually drunk. Um, also... You don't know me. Don't <laughs> tell me what I am. Um, also... I really want as a point of order that, with the exception of the super scrawny dude who 
basically was the one who had, like, the personality that fit whatever it needed it in the time. The one that, like, goes down, like, five seconds in Mm -hmm. from the dogs. It's literally, like, we've escaped dog dead. (laughs) Um, He is the only one that I bought as being in a punk rock band. Mm -hmm. None of the rest of them, I was just like, no. Yeah. No, none of the rest of you. Yeah. They... The, the like, one that was trying to be the, like, macho-y one that gets basically beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of band he would be in. Uh, probably All-American Rejects or something like that. <laughs> um, the girl, apparently not from Broad City. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not in a band. I just don't... I didn't buy her as being in a band. And... Anton Yelchin, um, I don't know. What would you see him doing? I could see him as like a as like a concert pianist. Maybe. Yeah. No, Anton Yelchin. I I buy him. You he's, buy him? Okay. He, he's kind of he's. I didn't buy him. But he's a less douchey Scott Pilgrim. Um, everyone is a less douchey. <laughs> well, no, everyone but me is a less douchey Scott Pilgrim. No, actually, you know what? I'm less douchey than Scott Pilgrim because I don't cheat on underage girls. Yeah. By, first of all, not dating <laughs> underage girls. Me and Em can both love Scott Pilgrim, but I love her episode of where she continuously yes. calls Scott Pilgrim a douchebag. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, the whole time listening to that episode, I just kept going, oh, thank God she's aware of it. Thank God you can be knows. aware of it and still love the film. We should all be aware of it. We should all love the film. Um, but no, I... I I liked the characters in this film. The the blonde girl who kind of joins the group and is, for whatever reason, the last one standing. She was part of the, I think, the previous... Yeah. Or no, she's She was the, the friend of the girl who got stabbed. Yes. She's the friend of the girl who got stabbed who was girl, the girlfriend of the... Cousin. The cousin. Yeah. There, there's a like lot a of connections whole, in this... Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> fucking family tree of a, of a relationships thing in this movie. Yeah. Um, she is the love of my life. Um, if you see pictures of her or with, without the ridiculous Florence, no, she, uh, it's like, Oh, Imogene Poots. Yes. That's who, who, who gave me a reason to go see Black Christmas because she's the lead in Black Christmas. Come to find out. God damn. She's, (laughs) but she's gorgeous. And you know, I, Really like this film. So um, <laughs> I, I can tell. You're, it's like you're telling me that you met a cute boy at school. I also met a cute boy at school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if he doesn't look like Keanu, then then just don't do it. Don't get your heart broken again. No, no, I won't. Um, but no, she. Uh, I, I liked um, her character. I like. I did like when they were about to run out of the green room, and they're all giving their uh, desert, um, desert, you know, bands that they'd listen to. Yeah. Desert Island bands. And then they, they give their honest ones. Yeah. And, uh, like, Anton Yelchin, like, I, I, I don't buy it as, like, it, that last s- sentence of the film almost turns it into a comedy. Yes. Like, it was it's a weird... Too funny a last Yeah, one. it was a weird tongue-in-cheek, like, tell us to someone who fucking cares. Like... You know, it it was a it was a weird delivery for what dramatic traumatic events we've been through tonight. Yeah. Um, but I did like that as kind of an ongoing 
ongoing thing. Um, also, it makes me wonder, like, what band is playing in your head while you're killing Nazis? <laughs> I want to know, like, what band does someone have? For me, my guess, Talking Heads. Mm. I can imagine Talking Heads <laughs> playing in my head while... A... You tell them about your band while I let my cat out so she shuts up. One of my uh, favorite things that this film does is... The way they... I shouldn't say this film in particular. One thing that I look for in a film that's set in, you know, sort of modern day, is how are we going to rid our main characters of their communication with the outside world? Um, one of my favorite examples is Funny Games. The... When, uh, when Naomi Watts is continuously giving one of the intruders, the eggs, and she has her phone by the sink, and he knocks her phone into the sink, and then, mm. you know, she drags it back out, and things escalate from there, um, which is my mention of funny games for this episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> you no, mean your quota? Okay. There's, <laughs> there's, I draw a lot of similarities from this film to, like, things like Hostel, you know, maybe not quite as, you know, crazy torture porn, but, like, the same sort of, it's young kids. It's you know they're in dire situations. Well, I would, I would, I would say the only literally beyond there being twenty somethings and rooms you wouldn't really want to eat food that <laughs> was being served to you in. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not talking about you know the Nazis weren't inviting these people over to kill them. Yeah. They were inviting them over to play shitty music for them to thrash to. Um, you know, it, it's it's more uh, like a, a ser- like this serious, intense hostage situation. Yeah, which we don't see a lot of of thrillers these days that go into this sort of a scenario where neither side wanted this to happen. Yeah. Where everything's escalating for both sides. Yeah, I, I do love uh, Patrick Stewart's um, way to defuse the the police is to have the the two Nazis oh, stab each other. Yeah, you know, the brothers stab each other. Um, I thought it was a great way to to be like, oh yeah, I called about the stabbing. This is you know, this is what yeah. I was talking about. Um, while you know something far more sinister is happening in the green room. Um, I also really like some of the shots in this film. Um, this is a very well shot movie, which really makes me want to uh, want to look into his next film, which worries me because I think it's a Netflix mil- uh, film. It's it, you know it's available on Netflix. It's called Hold the Dark. Um, but oh, is that the Jeffrey Wright Hunter movie? It is. Oh, I already have that on my queue because I love Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, so. yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Um, but. One scene in, in particular that I liked, um, I really loved when uh, Anton Yelchin is going through the pockets of the girl who got stabbed to see if she had a phone on her, mm. and it is basically just her her midriff down, you know, sort of her legs, and the the corner of a table, and you don't see him necessarily rifling through her pockets but you basically just see items just being placed on the table it's like a pack of cigarettes and it's you know 
uh, a lighter or, or whatever it was. Um, but just, you know, the way in which it was shot, I thought was very, very cool. Yeah. Um, the, when, uh, when I was talking about the way the, the doorman, um, got rid of the phone, like he's basically pulling out of his pocket and as he pulls it out of his pocket, he breaks it in half and, mm-hmm. and throws it. Um, I just thought that was great. A great I loved, great I way loved, to escalate. See, one of my favorite shots in the movie was when the power goes out and, and Poots just lights, lights a cigarette, casually walks over and is like, put this in your mouth and gives yeah. him, I was just like, that's, yeah. fuck yeah. She says something like, that cherry does anything that you don't like it? Just shoot oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's fucking great. But it's also great because beyond just that, like, if they come in to start firing, they're going to go straight for that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, so many different reasons why it's just brilliant to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, our, our heroes, our band, and uh, Poots um, <laughs> run out of the room, and very quickly, uh, the two band members who aren't Anton Yelchin. Um, the the characters that you know aren't going to survive because you don't know who they are and you can't get a 50-50 shot of guessing what TV show they were on. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're fucked royal. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing, the, the one thing, and this really could go for either group. I mean, obviously the Nazis wouldn't do this for some obvious reasons, but there's a bar... You have lighters, Molotov cocktails. Yeah. They, you chuck a couple of Molotov cocktails <laughs> and get, you know, get that going out, you know, outside or you just like make them focus on the fact that all of a sudden the pl- whole place is on fire or something like that while you sneak out the back or something. Like, yeah. It just seemed like that was an option too. But that's, again... I was not personally at risk of being killed by Nazis while watching this movie, so I had a little bit more ability yeah. to think clearly yeah. and rationally. No, I, I made a note about that, because they keep making mention, it's almost a reoccurring joke of, get your equipment out of the hallway, this is a fire hazard. Patrick yeah. Stewart comes in, get this out of the hallway, it's a fire hazard. Like, yeah. and they dead they, on impression. Thank you. They say it over and over again, and I'm like, I really hope this bar burns to the ground by by the end of this film, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. That was maybe my one disappointment with the yeah. film. <laughs> um, no, I definitely get that. <laughs> but uh, no, I I, I liked. Uh, I I agree. Paintball story, unnecessary. Kind of you know, yeah. kind of ridiculous. You know, shoehorned in. I do like where it leads. I like Anton Yelchin shaved with with you know war paint on his face. Yeah, and he, you know what is it? Does he call himself Odin? He's like he's like something I, like I, that. You know, or he I'm calls Odin himself or Thor. He calls himself Thor Odin. Yeah, and then jumps down into the meth lab or whatever. Is goes down them. into the bunker. <laughs> They're Nazis, so it's it's a bunker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I, you know, I don't need to keep reiterating. I like this, I like, enjoy this film quite a bit. Was there anything that you particularly liked or particularly did not like? A lot of the stuff that I particularly liked, we've already discussed. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff was handled very well. Mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, the thing that I really liked about the movie, apparently my favorite moment in the movie, was, <laughs> clearly was not my favorite moment in the movie, because yeah. I just wrote in quotes, never mind, and then beside it, best moment, yeah. and I have no idea what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking idea. No, we, I, I, we try to decipher this, we don't, we don't know yeah, quite where I, it was. It's just random stuff. Um, so glad that they let me know Tad's okay at the end of the movie. Um, although, honestly, one of the scariest moments to, to me, or at least chilly moments of the movie for me, is right at the end of the film where we're showing, and like we've alluded, and I, you know, you kind of hope, you know, some people figured out, some people haven't probably, but you kind of figure out like, the drugs that that band was being given as compensation to leave instead of getting to do their headliner performance, those were tainted drugs that were going to kill them. And sure enough, you see the whole band sitting in front of the TV, each one dead as a doorknob, and then you get to the big bruiser of the bunch sitting there with his eyes open, clearly hasn't taken a drop of the stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, (laughs) so... Who's he gonna go after? Yeah. I'm a little nervous of him. <laughs> um, I did... I will say I did chuckle a little bit at the... Uh, the the penultimate survivor of the Nazi b- group being... Who's this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, d- the dog whisperer? Well, the, the dog whisperer dies, mm-hmm. but then there's still a random Nazi yeah. standing there with Patrick Stewart. I'm yeah. like... Am I supposed to know who this is? <laughs> no, he was just someone else to get a gun away from, you know, yeah. someone else to confront, basically. Um, yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's weird that you feel conflicted <laughs> at the end when you go, well, at least they didn't kill the dog. Well, maybe they killed the dog because I think they injected the dog with something, but the dog at least gets to lay down with his owner and die next to him. Well, no, I th- wasn't that dog the dog... That was the dog who... Um, he got more. He got mortally wounded because their instruction was to make sure that they gave that they fed him as his as his dying yeah. moment. Yeah. So that was him. He basically was walking to find his master, so that way he could die with him. Yeah. So that's where you're having like the disturbingly sweet tender yeah, moment. Yeah, it's, con- it's conflicting. The you know, feeling sorry for a Nazi you know attack dog and and the and the. Nazi owner who well, <laughs> it's not the dog. It's not fault. the dog's fault. <laughs> when you're the when least you, I could do is when something. you are a when you are a god made killing machine, <laughs> and you end up in the hands of the Nazis or the NFL, you're gonna kill something. <laughs> you know, I thought we'd be at a loss for jokes for this episode because this was such a morbid <laughs> film, but. Clearly, you know, nothing stops us. No, um, hey, I can make Nazi jokes <laughs> all day. I really, really loved uh, the the standoff. You know, not not quite a standoff. Basically, we were slaughtering uh, Patrick Stewart, rightfully so. He's an asshole. Um, yeah. But as he... I thought it was awesome the way he turns around. Like, he knows he's dead. He's already got three, three slugs in him. And he's still trying to get shots off on, yeah. you know, on these two. Just as a final, like, fuck you, I'm taking somebody with me. Yeah. Um, even, as, even as he's getting gunned down, he doesn't want it to be 
you know. And I love I love Yelchin's face after they've like he gets his after shot off right as he's getting yeah. in the and you you just get that look from him of like Oh just Oh shit! Like yeah. he, he clearly is just <laughs> mentally processing. Like I almost just fucking died. Yeah, for like the millionth time today. Yeah, I can't even register. It's the last time I'm probably gonna <laughs> risk dying today. It's just dying. Like, yeah. No, but I really enjoyed this film. Um, I think we've pretty much gone over everything that I've it's yeah liked it's, and disliked. If you don't mind some gore. If you don't mind some gore, it's worth it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind some high anxiety from you know from tension <laughs> yeah. in a in a movie, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, um, I th- I feel like this film does, you know, pull off pretty effectively the the claustrophobia that this group does feel in the green room. Um, like you said, there would have been some added tension if we had kept it in the green room the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie that I always. But I also give. come. I also come from theater. Yeah. Where you can't just cut away from the the, yeah. the green room. Yeah. Like if if this was a stage play, it would have taken place entirely in the green room. Yeah. Pretty much until. Um, until they. Until they they would escape. Yeah. But then we would just like the curtain would you know like you would do something where the set would fade or something like that. You'd do something to get the... to make the the green room set disappear or less yeah. visible, and then the rest of... and then you just go straight to out in the field with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I have a question for you about another film, um, which is, you know, s- sort of related to this in a way. Um, okay. Not really. It's a big guilty pleasure of mine. How do you feel about the movie Phone Booth? You know, I have not actually seen it since it originally came out on video. Okay. Uh, so it's been a while. Yeah. Um, See, Phone Booth is a very effective film for this very reason. You yeah. stay in the phone booth the entire time with Colin Farrell. Exactly, yeah. Um, um, the only issue I have with that movie, and I had it when I initially saw it, the whole time I watched the movie, when I was a teenager watching it, was, this dude's an asshole. Yeah. Why do I care? Yeah. Like, I don't need him to be, like, Tom Cruise in a romantic comedy level saint, uh-huh. but we're literally just talking about like, oh, I'm gonna destroy your life. Well, he fucking deserves it. <laughs> he has he has a mistress. Yeah. Yes, his wife should know <laughs> that he is that he's fucking Katie Holmes yeah. behind her back. Like, <laughs> and I wanted to have sex with her. No. I wanted to fuck her. And I yeah. wanted to fuck her. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, I can't remember half of that. But it's I, a big guilty pleasure I, for me. I watched the movie actually exclusively because um, I was, like most people, I was getting big into Kiefer Sutherland because of 24 at the time. <coughs> yeah. Duez is dying uh, no, right now. Not by my hand, I swear. <laughs> uh, let the record show. <laughs> I don't think that would hold up in court. If there's no video, there's... <laughs> oh, no. It'll hold. I have I have a cat that has stopped licking his crotch long enough to see what's going on as a witness. That cat could be a witness. Anyone be- would believe him. Look at, look at his eyes. His, he has a very... His eyes say, I don't fucking care. <laughs> you have to at least post a picture of your cat to the... To, 
to the Twitter page now. It's some, so people can some, pair some, it. Well, no, somewhere on somebody's, I, I did post a photo of him. Mm-hmm. So a photo of him exists out it's there floating on around Twitter. somewhere. Yeah, <coughs> better but, than a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any other final thoughts on Green Room? Any obviously, do we do we recommend this film? Yeah, again, if you don't mind some gore, mm-hmm. um, and you like watching movies that might be a little stressful, <clears throat> yeah. uh, this is definitely a way to go. This is definitely a winner. Yeah, this is this is a big recommendation for me. Um, I recommended this to my brother, um, who had seen Hold the Dark um, prior to this. Uh, he, you know, said that he had liked it. Um, he said that this movie is far more fucked up than Hold the Dark. Um, but uh, well, unless Hold the Dark has Nazis, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, everything's it's, more fucked up with Nazis. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something about wolves eating children in Hold the Dark, and and that's why Jeffrey Wright is up there to to find track the wolf down. I could be totally fucking that no, up. No, that could I'm, be. I I'm totally by that. <laughs> I just knew it had Jeffrey Wright in, it and I went, okay, I'll put it on my queue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna move on to. Uh, to some movie news. Obviously, I recommend this film. Um, but the biggest... I would love at the end you were just like, <laughs> don't watch it. Don't fucking watch it. <laughs> You'll never get better than listening to me talk about it. So don't fucking watch yeah, it. exactly. If you've made it through the whole thing, you've basically experienced the film. Forget about it. Kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the biggest news, and really the, the only news that we're going to discuss this week, is... I, I called it... You know, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that I call just it just you. I just, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I never gave up hope. Um, I had said that when we talked about this before. I hope in a couple weeks that I say it wasn't that a crazy time where we thought that Spider-Man wasn't gonna be in the MCU, and that's essentially what happened. Um, nothing has changed for us. There, you know, um, we have. So we're getting. Spider-Man three, and he can, and he'll be in another movie. Yes. Some people think that that's a confirmation that we're going to be getting Avengers five sooner than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that just means he's going to have like a small cameo in like a Fantastic Four film that's going to come out some point out of nowhere yeah. or something. I mean, I could even see it being like we have a a bit part for him in. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like, see, I I don't necessarily want him to be wasted in that capacity, but I could see that happening. See, if I was going to put anything, I would put him more likely as going to show up in an episode or two of one of the Disney Plus shows. That would be a really interesting prospect. That would like that would be can very you, interesting. Can you imagine Falcon and Winter Soldier having to bite their <laughs> bite their tongue? And ask Spider-Man for help on yeah, something. That'd be awesome. That would be hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's great. Come back. Uh, a lot of people, you know, there. There's a big day de- debate about, you know, obviously, the fact that Sony released their like 14 film lineup. Um. Obviously, yeah. that played a big part. In you know. In, in this new deal being made because it, there there was like less than a week between the two announcements. Yeah. Uh, of course, online, you know, if you hate the MCU, it's Marvel and Disney got so scared of that 14 film lineup that 
you that they that they caved in. If you love the MCU or you don't really care one way or the other, your view is well, Sony made that release of all those movies and nobody gave two shits. Yeah. So they realized that they were not looking at the gigantic money machine and they had just committed themselves to a bunch of movies that weren't going to make money. You weren't excited for the Madam Web movie? I wasn't excited for Madam <laughs> Web. I wasn't excited for, I can't, there was like one or two movies in there that people pointed out meant that we weren't, that we were just skipping over certain chunks Events. of storyline yeah. and continuity not that you know like not that they care about continuity we did a venom movie before we introduced sony into the into the sony spider-verse um, well the here's the thing that i love is like with just with venom existing mm-hmm. you've given up secret wars you've like you've given yeah. up a lot of things yes yeah. you like and you know, and this new this new deal supposed the new deal is that um, Disney puts twenty five percent in and gets twenty five percent back. Yeah, um, which is probably what they were going for the first time. People again, for fuck's <laughs> sake, you shoot high or you shoot low, depending on what end you're on when yeah. you bargain. Yeah. Um, that I, this is I mean this is a win win basically for everyone. Um, these these movies are not cheap to produce. Uh, it is a huge load for for Sony to to undertake by themselves. Well, and Sony also doesn't have the creative team. No, exactly. Um, they just don't. Like you can you can argue all you want about it, but look at what they they just fucking Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. They they literally just said hey. What if we took the two stars of a popular MCU movie and shoved them into another franchise because we can't get the original franchise actors to come back and because people found out through leaked emails that we were going to combine this with another franchise. And everyone said, that's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Whoever thought that up should be fired. Um, And instead that person was probably promoted. Um, (laughs) It's, I mean, it puts everyone in it in an advantageous position. Um, I think we're going to keep hearing deals like this, you know, every time we get to the end of one of these contracts, um, because it's, like I said, it's, it's advantageous for everyone to, to be involved in, in, um, in producing these films. Um, and I think, I think moving forward when we do, when we do see an end to Spider-Man's, you know, life in the MCU, mm-hmm. I feel like Sony does have the potential. Whether whether you like it or not, like like the films or not, they are making Venom movies. They, you know, they're proposing, you know, Morbius movies. They're talking about Madame. Well, oh, they're not proposing. The Morbius movie has been filming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've seen photos of Jared Leto. In his outfit. Oh, yeah. It, We've had Jared Leto talking about how he's been prepping for the movie his whole life by hitting on underage girls. Because <laughs> it's Jared Leto. And he's literally playing a game of how far can I go before someone finally arrests me for sexual assault because I am a just a fucking low-down dirtbag. He fucking is. Yeah. 
He really fucking is. I'm sorry. You can't fucking... De- you cannot fucking deny that. Well, I think that... I sent used condoms all in my castmates to get into character for this movie. Literally my response if I had been Will Smith to that. Who he probably didn't because he knew that this would happen. But if I was Will Smith, I literally would have gone, yeah... I leave or Leto leaves. It's one or the other. Yeah. So you guys have to pick right now. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure of enough of the cast to go, like, dude could have ruined his whole fucking career. So either A, that was a big bunch of lying bullshit, mm-hmm. which I can totally believe, or B, he only did it to people that he knew didn't have enough clout yeah. to get him fired. Yeah. Well, I feel like, whether you like it or not, Sony's going to continue to make these films until... It's not financially viable for them to make them anymore because it takes more to produce them than it. They're they're not going to keep making Venom movies that are shit as far as quality goes and somehow making a billion dollars off them. They can't continue to do that. Well, they made eight hundred million off of the first Venom. Quite frankly, if they don't, if they don't clear six fifty with a sequel, mm -hmm. that'll be the end of it. That's a guarantee. They if they don't even hit six fifty on it, and the thing right now is like, I you don't hear any like, you, you do not hear people talk about Woody Harrelson's Carnage cameo. No. You no. don't. Why? Because it was stupid. <laughs> because that actor deserves better, and because we haven't earned Carnage. Yeah. So it's meaning. Plus, you're literally going, "Hey, if you liked this movie of Venom fighting just another version of him, well, here's the setup for another movie of Venom fighting another version of him." But this time he's red. So <laughs> kick your right in the fucking nuts, dude. Um, the thing is, it's not that I want Sony or the Sony movies to fail. Mm-hmm. But there is not enough proof that they are making any effort to make them succeed. Yeah. Well, I th- I think if if Spider Man's journey in the MCU has a proper end and they reintroduce him into the Sony Spider Universe, where they've built up these properties and hopefully these movies are good and they bring Spider-Man into a universe where he has shit to do and he's not just constantly tiptoeing around an MCU that he can no longer be a part of. Mm. I can see that future and be okay with it. You know, I don't... Well, supposedly he can be in both at the same time, according to Kevin Feige. So we literally in one year have him in the Sony Spideyverse cameoing in Venom 2, Mm -hmm. while at the same time getting... You know, his own, you know, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And Sony out. gets to have their cake and eat it, too. And honestly, if it works out and all those films are awesome, then that, that just benefits the fans. Well, yeah, it's great. It's just, what evidence do we have that that's going to happen? That's the frustrating thing. And, <laughs> yeah. that, and, I, and I say that from pure frustration. Because also, like, as much as I like Spider-Man in a lot of ways, I also fucking hate him. Because there is nobody with a more wishy-washy band of villains than Mm Spider-Man. So many of his villains, on the drop of a dime, can be like, I'm good now. Yeah. I'm good. I'm a good guy. Yeah. How can I help? How can I help? What can I do for you guys? Do you want 
Who need, who needs a coffee run? I can get coffee. <laughs> I can, get, I can right, lickety split there and back. I can get coffee. <laughs> so many of his villains are that way, and it's exhausting. I know. I know it's a little hypocritical of me, given the fact that I've like proposed a Spider-Man movie where you know Craven's hunting him, but then by the end realizes he, Spider-Man's not the villain and teams up with him. Yeah. So it's a tad hypocritical of me. You fucking hypocrite. But at the same time, <laughs> Craven is never necessarily has never technically been a full-fledged villain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the Punisher, where he's not necessarily a villain. He, he's a good guy, but in the loosest definition. Yes. Um, he has his own agenda. But I, but it is hypocritical of me. I do fully own up to that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, because Sony really has nothing... Outside of um, animation and Spider Man, yeah. Well, we'll see uh, where this leads to. This will give us, for the very first time ever, four, four MCU's in one year, in one calendar year, which has never happened yet. Is is a bit? I, I agree. Live to twenty twenty one. I agree. Is a bit much. I do not disagree oh, with that. Right man. off. <laughs> well. It is a big much in, in in the fact of how many movies on a fran you you know what franchise of anything mm-hmm. has had four in one year yeah you know it's it's not something that's ever happened mm-hmm. um, but I what I will say with the with the MCU and this would go the exactly the same for DC yeah you know this is not just Marvel exclusive if their ads properties were interesting well if they just got their <laughs> shit together and yeah. were actually using their properties yeah. But, you know, if you told me in one year I was going to get Black Adam, um, Black Adam, uh, Hawkman, the Batman, and some, you know, Flash. Green Lantern Corp yeah. or Flash, you know, if I was going to get four of those movies in one year, I'd be like, yeah. wow, that's a lot in one year. Yeah. But those it's words separate exciting. characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not okay. Get ready for four different Batman movies yeah. or four different um, Spider-Man movies or yeah. anything like that. It's no. It's literally Spider-Man, Thor, Black Panther. I believe. No. 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 Uh, it's Spider-Man, Thor, Shun Li, Eternals, and no, no, Doctor no. Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes. Um. So it's those four. Those are four vastly different movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are going to be different movies with different characters. It's going to... And plus, I mean, also, realistically, we're going to have the a new episode a week Disney mm-hmm. Plus series. Yeah. It's not like... Basically, for all of Phase 4, as they experiment with the Disney Plus... Mm-hmm. We're really not going to get time off from the MCU. No, absolutely not. The, the MCU is going to be very fucking unforgiving because <laughs> we'll have. I can't wait. Those movies. We'll have all the series. You know, they added more freaking series on yeah. with She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and whatnot. And well, I don't think any of those are confirmed for tw- confirmed for twenty twenty one, and also twenty twenty. Aside from the Disney Plus shows, which I think we're probably only getting two of them. Um, like we're only getting two films, 
So it's going to be the first mm-hmm. time in forever that we've only had two MCU films in one year, followed by then only, you know, having four. Yeah. So, I mean, it averages out to be about the same um, <laughs> um, as what we've been getting. Yeah, no, I agree. As, as a side note, as I mentioned on Twitter, and I don't know if you saw this, the MCU, I realized that the MCU really missed an opportunity. Because would there have been a better fucking saber tooth than David Harbour? Mm. Yeah. 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 He he would have he would have he would have killed it. Well, uh, yeah. A lot of people liked him for for the thing as well. I mean, I don't think See, I don't buy him for the thing. I buy him for that like rough, gruff looks. You know, looking ragged like yeah. Yeah, I, I don't buy him as the thing. <laughs> gotcha. Um, no, that would be good. We do... Alright, so... I have, a, I have a question for you, and then we'll talk about you know other stuff we've been watching. Um, okay. As we've talked about, we're, we're kind of talking about some, some spooky movies. Um, okay. it's, it's the spooky season. Yeah. Is there a particular Halloween movie that you intend to watch, try to watch every Halloween season? No. No? No. I'm not a ho- I'm not a holidays person. I'm just not. I don't. I don't. You know me. I don't like celebrating my birthday. I'm not, like <laughs> I literally am not a holidays person. I, well, you can still be into Halloween, man. That's the that's the one that everyone you get a free pass on. You don't have to celebrate shit. You can sit in your what basement. You get a free fucking pass on. You don't like, have to pass out candy or dress up. Sit in your basement and fucking watch The Conjuring. You make it sound like I'm going to do something really random and weird. Um... <laughs> No, I'm not really, like, honestly, October 1st, we get Spider-Man Far From Home, comes out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I do plan on marathoning through the whole franchise, yeah. um, getting my oh, official man. ranking of the movies. Damn. Yeah, we gotta do that. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about that. We're gonna be doing that. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by the end of October, we will have an episode. By the end of October, there's 23 movies. Yeah. All right, we'll try. We we. I mean, <laughs> technically, we could start now. I have like, spooky movies to watch first. Oh, boo, fucking who? Oh. Watch one of each. Boo. Watch one of each. <laughs> starting from right now, and you still have like a whole fucking week. <laughs> Good God, man! All right, make your kid. This what a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for you to start forcing the MCU <laughs> on your kid. He's he's not even three yet. I don't I don't think I want to you know influence his. He already likes to let's fight. He always says let's fight. So I really don't want to encourage that. With uh, Iron Man was on TNT or something today, okay. and I put it on for a minute, and it was the moment where Iron Man is breaking out of the cave, and mm. I'm like oh, I could put this on, and then he's just mowing down all these terrorists, and I'm like, while I do wholeheartedly agree with this. I do not want my son to to watch this right now. <laughs> yeah, see, I pulled the uh, the absent minded parent move <laughs> like a year ago now. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. I was living here and we've lived here almost a year. Um, but I grabbed my daughter. She was waking up from her nap. Brought her downstairs and forgot that I've been watching the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So I set her down and she looks up at the TV. <laughs> And it's nothing on the screen except for the Hulk's face screaming. Yeah. My daughter, being who she is, looked, 
got immediately bored and walked away. <laughs> no reaction except for boredom. Yeah. Didn't care. Just didn't care. Like, it wasn't Doc McStuffins. It wasn't Daniel Tiger. She yeah. didn't give a shit. She was moving on. Yeah. No, my kid watches everything now. So when I put on uh, Godzilla or Son of Godzilla yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, for some reason there's like a gigantic bug on the screen, and then he asked me six hours later, there's a check. You see that big bug, Dad? See that big bug? And I'm like, yep, we're not going to talk about the big bug. We're definitely not going to tell Mom about the big bug. <laughs> um, so what else have you been watching recently? Uh, season premiere of The Good Place. Okay. Final season. Um, this is already four? so good. Fourth season, final season. They're, they're choosing to end on their own terms, which is fantastic. Um... Yeah, just an exceptional series. Uh, seasons one through three are on Netflix, so if you've never watched it before, binge them and then get on Hulu or MB, whatever NBC has these days and yeah. watch it. Um, the Peacock. Just <laughs> forgot they were calling their service. Uh-huh. <laughs> aren't they doing like weird, like random reboots? And re- like, isn't it st- so far? Haven't hasn't everything they've announced new for it? Just, just been like reboots and probably remakes. I haven't paid well I know they had they, they talked about like Saved by the Bell and they yes. talked to everybody except for the lead yes like they have his like he's the governor of California yeah, or something Zach like that Morris is gonna be the he's some head of state or, or a political yeah. figure but they never once spoke to the actor yeah. which is fine because <laughs> Zach Morris is trash Zach Morris <laughs> isn't just trash he's fucking trash <laughs> he is a God, fuck him. Yeah. As a show, I'm happy not to rewatch because <laughs> I literally will be like scrolling on YouTube checking for trailers or mm-hmm. anything like that. And one of those videos about be like, the time when Zach Morris, you yeah. know, tr- you know, tricked his the, friend uh, into committing a hate crime yeah. or something like that. And I always read it and I go, I don't want to know. Yeah. No, that's, I don't want... That is one of Funny or Die's best series. It's is Zach brilliant. Morris is trash. It's, it's brilliant. Great. It's great. And you would think that there'd be some intelligence in going, guys, we should just leave this show alone. <laughs> On the show, Zach Morris was trash. Yeah. In real life, the guy who played Screech or whatever his name yeah. was trash. Uh, Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Yeah. I'm really scared that that one girl's going to start singing I'm So Excited Again. <laughs> that I'm or have so water- scared. That or have waterfall sex. One of the two. <laughs> She's going to do one of the two again. We know it and we don't want it. That leaves us with nothing. That leaves us with Mario Lopez. Cancel it. Cancel he's, it right now. He's too busy doing extra. Pull the plug. Just pull the plug right now. <laughs> what else have you been watching? Oh, God. I haven't been watching. I haven't had... We had... I haven't, yeah, I haven't had time for shit lately. Gotcha. If I've watched something, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I'm amazed that I remembered Green Room. I'm amazed I remembered Dracula enough to be able to talk about either one of them. Yeah. Um, this one we watched before Dracula. Yes. You, you watched before Dracula. Yes, this, this so I, I mean, I'm actually impressed that you, you actually I retained a lot of it. Yeah, no, it should just be me here like half asleep on the table going, 
There were Nazis. <laughs> Fuck Nazis. Metal's stupid. Metal's not stupid. But <laughs> punk metal just to be punk. That is stupid. Just in the same way that, you know, My Chemical Romance and Some 41 are stupid. They are. That's the end of this uh, they podcast. Are. They are. Um, <laughs> It's now, Green Day for Pussies. So talk about Green Day is Green Day for Pussies. Um, <laughs> so, no. Green, Day, Green Day is Nirvana for people whose parents can hear their music in the other room. <laughs> As a fan of Green Day, I will attest to that. So, um, I watched a... Really interesting documentary on Hulu. I don't think it's a Hulu-produced documentary. Okay. Um, but it is on Hulu. It's called Hail Satan. Or I should probably pronounce it Hail Satan? Because it has, I mean, a, it has, has a question, question mark. mark at the end. It's on my queue. It's... It is fucking awesome. It, okay. if, you are, if you are genuinely interested, if you are ironically it's interested, Satan? if you are... Uh, just like morbidly interested in the in the subject of religion and in particular Satanism, go for it. It is like it it puts to bed a lot of the stereotypes and like it actually shows these people as real people um, and tells you more about the uh, first temple of Satan and how it is like, a non-theistic, you know, organization. They, like, most, if not all, of the members are just atheists who want to have a home and community and, and you know, kinship with others. Um, and, you know, most of that takes the form of, like, just trolling Christians by getting reactions from people by saying they're Satanists. And, like, it is just... Well, yeah, nobody actually, I mean, nobody actually legit worships Satan. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it was, it was a really great watch. Um, I think the, the guy who is basically the head of the church and who is kind of the, you know, star of the documentary, like, he makes a very compelling case for Satanism. I, I find myself just like throwing the horns up like all the time now um <laughs> but no it's 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 i don't know why but the second you said the 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 name of the their church uh-huh. but i don't know why but for some reason i immediately was just like i can really imagine that they have some sort of calendar in there for whose turn it is that week to make the donut run uh, probably. i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why hearing that made me think that but i was just immediately like man they have they probably have that. Yeah. Like, it's Dwayne's turn. Dwayne was supposed to, and I swear to God, Dwayne, if you got anything but Dunkin' Donuts, I'll fucking kill you. I swear to Satan, I'm gonna fucking kill you. They're a nonviolent organization. But, like, it's it's really cool to see how, like, they have all these, you know, different factions around the United States, so they have to have, like, a home office who, like, sanctions, you know, the, you know... The do's and don'ts of Satanism. It's 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 great, dude. It is a really good watch. I gotta watch this because I want to meet the Secretary of Satan. <laughs> that's that's that was my immediate thought when you said Home Office. I was just like, <laughs> I want to meet the person whose title is Secretary to Satan. 
It's um, gonna be a great fucking job. Yeah, Just like if for nothing else to be able to say that. Yeah. Um, since it is the spooky season, I decided to get uh, PlayStation has PlayStation View, which is basically a cable subscription that you can do for a month or so, and you know cancel at any time. Like it's it's you know you yeah. subscribe monthly. Um, but we did that so that we have the cable channels and I have Turner classic movies for when they play Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and mm. all the classic hammer films. Um, and just like being able to go home and turn on the cable and, you know, watch Mickey Mouse clubhouse with my kid and, you know, shit like that when it's on, like, you know, it's, it's been nice. Um, Mickey Mouse clubhouse is terrifying. As <laughs> the Mickey Mouse clubhouse is terrifying. Mickey Mouse isn't though. The just straight up, like, modern cartoon Mickey Mouse show. And in season four, they have a Halloween special, which is, like, one of the most fucked up, intense Halloween specials I've ever seen. Is it the Halloween special where Pete's throwing a party that they're trying to get to? No, 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 no. Because that's my favorite one, where he has the invite, where he's just like, I'm throwing a party, which no one's probably going to come to, (laughs) because... No one ever comes. And that's the invitation. <laughs> the invitation is literally, by the end of the invitation, you're like, in parentheses, it should say, insert gun into mouth. <laughs> like, like it gets dark. No, no. This is, this is very, very recent. It probably came out this year or last year. But, like, it's Mickey trying to tell the scariest story that these boys have ever heard. It's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then Mickey's nephews, I suppose. Um... Oh, that's right. He, he has those now. He tells them this scary story about these awful boys who steal pies, and then they steal a pie that's too delicious, so then they have to track down the, the old lady who makes the pies, but the pies have little boys in them. But it becomes the most... What fucking mouse tool do you use on that? It's the most surreal, like, it becomes the most, sl- like, slapstick, crazy animation style. I thought style. Minnie was the alcoholic. It's, it's like, <laughs> Mickey's giving her a run for the money. It's crazy. Minnie's you, definitely an alcoholic. You should though. track it down. <laughs> like, admit it, Minnie's an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm sure my kid will want to watch it again, so if you if you, if we watch it soon, we'll, I'll, we'll invite you and... And the girl over. Oh jeez. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I. For me, for me, that show got terrifying when um, when Toodles got a face and a voice. Literally, the first time <laughs> my wife and I saw an episode where he had the face and the voice, we both were like, "Whoa, what? No, <laughs> no, no! You are an inanimate fucking object." <laughs> You do not speak when you're spoken to. You don't have a fucking mouth. No. <laughs> um, the last thing that I want to talk about, the last thing that I've watched, is a show that just premiered on Fox called Prodigal Son. Have you heard about this show? I've heard of it. I'm not watching it because every single time I watch shows during their first season, they get canceled. Every fucking time. Yeah. You know who is you know the star yeah. or a second star oh, yeah. of this film? That's why show. I want to see it. It is fucking incredible. Yeah, the guy at work recommended it to me. It is so goddamn good. It is taking all of the best parts of Dexter and Silence of the Lambs and you know your most fucked up father son dynamic show or movie that you can find, 
And the lead is actually very, very compelling. Like, it's one of those shows where if the lead was not as good as he is, this show would be completely overshadowed by Michael Sheen. Um, But Michael Sheen, as the father, the surgeon who was, you know, the most prolific serial killer, the most infamous serial killer of his time. Um, I mean, he just plays it just fucking great. And to see him earlier this year in Good Omens, you know, playing Playing a a completely different different character, um, it is absolutely fantastic. And we had a job to do when I talked about Good Omens, about casting Michael Sheen in the MCU. And I think he's a little too old, but hear me out. Okay. Everyone loves John Krasinski, but I would fucking love Michael Sheen as Mr. Fantastic. I could see that. I could see that being a fun way to go with es- Especially with his salt and pepper hair. You don't nef- necessarily need mm. to do the streaks on the side, but <coughs> he's, I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I think he's uh, edging up. <coughs> sorry, your dog and cat are going <laughs> to... This is this is how the end of the episode is going to be. Um, I mean, he's getting up there. He's nearly fifty now, but you know, I don't know that he'd want to sign on for a big project like Fantastic Four. Um, but I could definitely see him in in something like uh, like Reed Richards. I think he'd be great. Yeah, in that. I could buy that. I could definitely buy that. But yeah, I found that getting re. I'm 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 re. I don't remember the word. I'm wa- I'm re- I'm watching, um, refreshing myself on Superstore before I started up the new season of that. Okay. Um, just because I can't remember everything that the characters got into. Some of them because I don't care. Yeah. It's one of those shows where the leads are just not good people <laughs> in ways that make it really hard to care what's going on with them. Yeah. But no, and this time my wife's starting to watch it with me, and she's discovering that she is in love with certain characters. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Is there anything else that you uh, want to talk about or discuss? Any shout-outs you need to give? Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of much of anything. Uh, big thanks to, to, to those of you who did the... The hashtag for my my cousin's wedding, uh, not too too long ago, um, put a big smile on his face, on his now wife's face, and on my aunt his mother's face. They all got a big kick out of that. They really liked it. So big mm-hmm. thank you to anyone who did that. Uh, meant a lot to them. Was a was a nice little surprise for them to see, um, and of course to them. Congrats on. Getting married. Yeah, congrats. Um, don't screw it up. Seriously, dude. Don't don't screw it up. <laughs> All right. I'll 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 come after you. He's not gonna screw it up though. He's gonna He's good. He's good. He's got he's got a better shot of lasting in his marriage than I do. <laughs> he's not an asshole. And I- he's a sweet guy. He's a, he's one of the sweetest guys I've ever known. So And on that downer note, um, per usual. Uh, yeah, you hey, can, <laughs> way to do it on Downer. That's what I say. You can find us on uh, at Movies Work on Twitter. Uh, you can try to uh, get a hold of us at moviesafterwork at gmail.com. You can email us directly. Uh, give us any movie recommendations that you have. Uh, talk to us about 
Green Room or any other fucked up movies that you like that you're, you know, particularly gory or... Pick from any of the 50 million random reoccurring jokes that I have and beg me to stop making them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, he doesn't listen to me. Yep. So, um, <laughs> for Movies After Work, I'm Alex Duas. And this is Thomas Green. You guys have a good day at work tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.